Okay, we are about to start. We're on Daf Lamed He Amurbet. Okay, Lamed He Amurbet towards the bottom. We're at the Gufa at the two dots. We're doing the Ilu Nishmat. Um, but also this week is the Ilu Nishmat. Um, Frida Bat Rachel. Uh, Frida Esses by her family and uh, children. Okay? In loving memory. Okay. We're on the bottom at the Gufa. Now, every time you see a Gufa, you need to know that the Gufa means we are isolating, according to Rabbi Hill Haber, we are isolating and analyzing your previously mentioned statements. Which means that beforehand, we had brought as a proof the story of Shemin Zayit. And the Baracha on Shemin Zayit was brought as a proof earlier that a person should make a, uh, a beracha regarding the beracha of uh, mezonot. But now we're going to discuss this idea. When do you make shem, when do you make ha'etz on eating olive oil? We had said before that you make an etz on olive oil. When does that come up? Says the Gemara. Yes. Gufa. By the way, this Gemara that we're about to do, today's daf has a lot of serious, uh, serious sugyas that really need a lot of time. I am going to endeavor to give it as fast as we can and as clear as we can. Okay? But bear with me. Says the Gemara. Gufa. Amar Bihuda Amar Shmuel. V'chein Amar Yitzchak Amar Biochanan. Shem and Zayim Vachim Ha'ab Bore Priyayetz. The rabbi said that on olive oil, the, the correct blessing is Bore Priyayetz. The Gemara wants to know. Hechi Dami. How does it work out that you ever make a Ha'etz on Shem and Zayim? If the case is that the guy's chugging olive oil, he goes to get a big glass of olive oil and he makes a ha'etz and he chugs it down. Azuki mazkile. It's damaging. The person gets damaged by eating, drinking olive oil. How do we know? Ditanya, we could prove it from a Mishnah in Mi'ilah. The Mishnah is talking about as follows. Hashoteh shemen shetirumah in general, when a person uses tiruma by accident, he needs to pay back the truma. And not only must he pay back the truma, if he enjoys the truma and eats it, he needs to pay back the truma plus a fifth. As a knas, you have to pay back truma plus a chomish, plus a fifth. Now, if you drink truma olive oil, you only have to pay back the keren but you don't have to pay the fifth, indicating that you did not enjoy the olive oil. You ruined the olive oil by since it hurts you. Since you 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 don't get you don't uh, enjoy it. You don't go enough to pay the fifth. But hasach shemen But if you took that olive oil and you smeared it on your body as a moisturizer, then mishlemet the kerem umishlemet the chomish. Then you got to do both because you enjoyed it. So you see from here that a guy who chugs olive oil. Is not enjoying it. So how could we say that the case of ha'etz on olive oil is when you chug it, but you don't enjoy it, you shouldn't make a beracha at all, should be no beracha. Ela, the Gemara says, ah, I have another possibility. Ela, the ka'achile aridepat. Oh, I got a case. Guy has uh, olive oil with za'atar, and he dips the olive oil in the, za- in the bread, in the pita, in the bread and olive oil in za'atar. And that's how you, that's how you make a moripliayetz. Then the pot is the main thing. 
the pita is the main thing, and the olive oil is only tafel, it's only secondary. Vitnan, and we learned in the Mishnah, Zeaklal, Koshu Aikar, anything that's the main thing, Vaimo, and with it, Tefela is an ancillary thing. You make a bracha on the main thing, and you cover the second one, so you won't make, uh, you won't make a ha'etz at all. You're not making ha'etz. You're gonna make hamosi. Okay, so we'll try another one. Ela must be that the case is the The guy was drinking the olive oil together with anigeron. Now, what's anigeron? The Amar Bar Shmuel. Anigron, Maya de Silka. Anigron is beet water. Anisigron, Maya de Kulishlaki is vegetable water. Okay? So they have beet water and they're drinking beet water mixed with olive oil. So they were asked the same question again. Imken, if that's true, if you're having beet water, which I guess tastes good with olive oil, have a anigronic card, Vishemen Tafel. We're back with the same problem. Because here you have, again, the main thing is the anigron, the beet juice. And the secondary thing is the olive oil mixed in the beet juice. I guess the way it works is like something, you know, sometimes the certain halabi foods, they like to put, put a dash of olive oil on it. So they're, they're serving uh, uh, anigron, and they put a little olive oil on it, to make it nice, and you serve it. But that can't be the case, because if so, again, you're making a shiakol on the beet juice, and uh, the olive oil is again tafel. That can't be the case. And it says the Gemara, no, four lines down on Daflamid Vav, Amud Aleph. It says the Gemara, Hacha, here, Hamaya Askinan, what are we dealing with? This guy has a sore throat. The Tanya, because we learned in the bright, it seems like sore throats are. Uh, made better, alleviated with olive oil. And therefore, you really want to drink, this guy really wants to drink olive oil. But he knows that olive oil is azuki mazik. It's dangerous. So how is he going to get out of the problem? He's going to have his anigron, and he'll mix a lot of olive oil, but his purpose of the anigron is only not to hurt him. But his main thing that he's drinking, he he's, he's not in the anigron mood, he's in the olive oil mood, because he's got a sore throat. And therefore, he's going to make ha'es, on the olive oil, but the anigron is only tafel to the olive oil. As opposed to, if I'm looking for beet juice, then that's the main thing. But if, I'm look, if I have a sore throat, so my main thing is the olive oil, and the beet juice is ancillary, and therefore the Prophet is going to be born at Periha S. Okay? Let's see how it goes. Titania, we learned in the Biraita, Hachoshesh Begrono, a guy who's got a sore throat, Lo Enu Shabbat. He should not gargle with olive oil on Shabbat, because it's obvious you're doing a refu'ah. This is a refu'ah reason. What he could do on Shabbat, if he doesn't want to show that he's trying to cure himself on Shabbat, which is a problem, because it could be done with, um, with um, medicines, and you're not allowed to do it on Shabbat. Rather, what should you do? Put a lot of olive oil into your anigron, and you swallow it. So Morris says, well, if that's the case... Pshita, of course it's ayat, obviously. What do you need to tell you that for? Someone says, no. Mao de tema, I would have thunk. Kevin the refuah ka'avid, since he's doing it for medicinal purposes. Maybe you shouldn't make anybody chai at all. After all, you're doing it for medicinal purposes. Kamashman, 
says the Gemara, Kevan since you're enjoying the Anigiron, it still needs a Berakha. Tosa will deal with the, diff- the details of Berachot. If you look at Tosa 4, Tosa tells you when you need a Berakha Berakha on, um, on medicines, if they have a good taste, they don't have a good taste. But it seems like here, since you're getting Hana'a from the Anigron, besides for the olive oil, you do need to make a Berakha, and that Berakha is Borepri Ha'etz on the olive oil. That's the chidush. The chidush is you would think that since it's medicinal, maybe you don't have to. Since you, since behind you was the your, your real thought of drinking it, of the olive oil is for your throat. You weren't in the mood for it. We know that olive oil is is shemen is hayat. We know that. We're just looking for a case. So we're saying that this is the case. So the way this pashut. We said, well, you might, there are people who think that anytime you have a sore throat, that there's no beracha. The Hidush Ragwana is that just having a sore throat does not take away your beracha. And therefore, if a guy, let's say a guy is not feeling well, he wants to go have chicken soup, right? So well, I'm, really, I'm really not in the mood for chicken soup. I'm having chicken soup because uh, it's, good, it's good for you. It's, it's proven antibiotics. You can read these articles about it. Chicken soup actually helps. Okay, I'm having the chicken soup for that. Still, don't think that you don't need a berakha because it's medicine. The chidush is that you still need a berakha. Be, that's the chidush. You, one might have thunk that if I'm having it, if the only reason why I'm drinking it is because of my sore throat, I would think you don't need to. Plain olive oil, you can't make any berakha at all because azuki mazik. Okay. Rabotai. This is not the hard part of the Gemara. The hard part of the Gemara is coming up when we get to the Tzlaf Shil Orla, guys. Let's go. Says the Gemara. We are now about ten lines down at the two dots. Kimcha dichiti. Wheat flour. What peracha does one make when a person eats wheat flour? Kimcha dichiti. If you have wheat flour. Okay? Rav Yehuda Omer, bore peri ha'adama. Yehuda says the Berachan, wheat flour, is Boreh Peri Adama. Okay? But Rav Nachman, Rav Nachman says, no, Sha'akol Niyah B'dvaro. So Machloker Rav Yehuda and Rav Nachman, what's the Berachan, wheat flour? Amalei Rava Rav Nachman. So Rava tells Rav Nachman, who's the Sha'akol rabbi, Lo Teflog Aled Rav Yehuda. How dare you argue on Rav Yehuda? Yeah, but Chutzpah, you're saying Sha'akol, Rav Yehuda says Adama? What are you talking about? Rav Yochanan Meshmul, Kami Kavateh. The great rabbis of the first generation of Oraim, Rabbi Yochanan and Shmuel, they both hold like a Buddha. And here you go, and making your own opinion, Shakol, on a wheat flour, what's going on with you? How do you know? Where did they ever talk about this? They didn't quite talk about this, they talk about something similar. They talk about Shem and Zayit, they're not talking about wheat flour. But we're drawing a parallel, we're saying, well, just like you see, they had an olive, which was Hayetz. And they made oil out of it. And they kept it Hayetz. So it stands to reason that if you have a wheat uh, kernel, which was Adama, and you ground it up and made flour, it's still Adama. And you, Rav Nachman, are waking up with shakol. Where do you come off like that? If you see that Rabbi Yochanan and Shmuel are saying Hayetz on olive oil, they're against you. How could you argue on these big rabbis? Okay? Alma, we see. 
We see that even though it's changed, it still stays the same. Says the Gemara, no. Hachanami, so we're saying here also, Hachanami, so too by the wheat flour, even though it's changed, it stays the same. Says the Gemara, mi dami, can you compare the two cases? Hatam letli iluyachrina. Hata hacha ikale iluyachrina bepat. Says the Gemara, you can't compare those two cases. Because when you're talking about the case of the olive oil, the olive oil has reached its apex, which means it's reached its climax. The highest thing you could do with an olive is make a, a high-quality olive oil out of it. That's the most thing you can do. But when it comes to wheat flour, the wheat flour is not at its apex. It's not at its summit. It's not at its climax. It still hasn't got, it still didn't get to bread. It's still in the middle stage. So just because he says it keeps the beracha and olive oil, that's because it's at its apex. But when it comes to wheat flour, where it started off as Adama, and it's supposed to get to an apex of bread, and it's somewhere in the middle, who said that Rav Yochan and Shmuel, who said over there, Hayetz, will disagree with me this is Shakol? I say, they'll agree with me this is Shakol. After all, it's not yet at the best stage. Okay? Now the Gemara challenges that. The Gemara says, You want to say when there's a better way to go, it could get better, it don't, it's only Shakol? How could it be? Didn't Rabbi Zera say, I'm a Rav named Rav Matna, I'm a Shmuel named Shmuel, Akra Chaya, Akra Chaya, Ukimcha Disori, and Barley flour. You make shakol niya bedvaro. Raw pumpkin and barley flour. What is that? Raw pumpkin. Raw pumpkin. Thank you. Raw pumpkin, barley flour. We know barley flour. The main point is the barley flour. You see that barley flour is shakol niya bedvaro. So now, if barley flour is shakol niya bedvaro, why would they tell me barley flour? Why would they give me a case of barley? My love, let's presume. Now, what's going on here is as follows. We're presuming in this step of the Gemara that everyone knows that wheat flour is superior to barley flour. And therefore, if the bright is coming to tell you that barley flour is shakol in its flour stage, it's expecting you to understand that we're only telling you about barley flour. But wheat flour has got to be one level above. And therefore, we're presuming that wheat flour is going to be Adama. And if so, everything's cool. We, we, we're good with the Adama. The Gemara says, Lo. They're both Shakol. The Gemara answers back, No, I don't have to tell you that. I can buy now that they're both Shakol. So the Gemara says, If so, Why wouldn't the Torah, why wouldn't the Brighter give us a case? of wheat flour being shakol, and I'll figure out, hey, if wheat flour is shakol, obviously, obviously barley flour is shakol. If it would have told us the case of chiti, I would have thunk, this is only by wheat. If I would have told you that wheat flour is shakol, you would have thunk, oh, if wheat flour is shakol, probably, no probably barley flour is no barakha at all. Not significant. Right? It's, Therefore, we have to tell you that barley flour is shakol so that you know that barley flour gets a berachah. Otherwise, you would have thunk that barley flour gets no berachah at all. 
So Gemara says, would I have really funk that barley flour has no bedacha at all? Could that be a possibility? Is it any worse than salt and salt and zamit and bread? Brian, like brine. Brian, brine, 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 and pickle juice. Because we learned Alamelach on salt, Velazmit and brine, Omer Shakol Niabed Vado, say Shakol. So if salt gets a Belacha, would anyone think that barley flour doesn't? Don't tell me that the reason why we mentioned barley flour is because otherwise you would have thunk that barley flour gets no Belacha at all. I never would have thought that. After all, if salt gets a Belacha, Dechilak, of course barley flour gets a Belacha. So therefore, maybe you'll tell me that. Wheat flour has got to be Adama, because barley flour is telling you shakol because wheat is a better. Good. Says the no. It's tarikh, I still need it. I still need you to tell me that there's a beracha on barley flour. Why? Sal tachamina. I would have thunk. Melech vezamit avid inish teshadeh depumeh. Melech and Zamit, Melech and Brian, sometimes a guy will put it in his mouth. If you're sitting at the table and you see a piece of salt, you could put it in your mouth like this. A guy will once, once in a while taste take it. taste the salt. Aval kimcha decidi, but barley flour, ho'il likuki ani, since it's bad, it causes you to have worms in the intestinal tract. Is that what it says? Since it causes you worms in the intestinal tract, therefore you would think, you shouldn't make a barakha at all on it. Therefore, in a way, barley flour is a little worse than... Salt and brine. And one more to thunk that barley flour, maybe you don't make a berakha at all. That's why I need the right thing to come tell me that barley flour makes a berakha. Okay. Since you have hana, it does need a berakha. And we ended off that wheat flour, the proper berakha is a machloket. We ended off with a machloket. Okay. But we didn't knock out any of the rabbis at any point. All the rabbis are good. And we end off the Gemara like that. Before it's bread, just tasting the flour. Still need a bracha. Okay, we are now four lines into the wide lines at the two dots. Kora. Kora is, kora is hearts of palm. Okay? Now, before I give you the actual hearts of palm situation, you need to know the following. Hearts of palm are the new shoots of a palm tree. If you've ever been in Florida, you'll see palm trees grow very, very tall. Often, the palm trees that you see in Florida are manicured, which means that they chop off the lulavim. Lulavim grow on the top, okay? And uh, they spread out, okay? They spread out open wide and they look nice. Now, uh, in a good, if they're taking care of the tree, they'll chop off those things at the end of the year before they become wood. If you leave them long enough, they become wood, okay? And that wood, you'll have a big, fat, ugly-looking tree. If you keep cutting them off nicely, then you'll only have on top the new spread out, and it looks such a ni- like a nice tall tree. Now, on the top, in the middle, they're called those things are called kara. It's a new, new piece of the thing that grows on the top, and you can cut it off and you can eat them. Okay? That's called, that we call hearts of palm, I believe. I believe that's what we're talking about here. Yeah. Okay? Let me just get to the right page over here. Let's go. Okay. Got it. Hearts of palm. Okay? Palm shoots. Which is really a piece of wood. Which is really a piece of wood that's edible. Okay. He says, But Shmuel says, Shmuel says, 
Now let's explain why. Why? Look, it's a fruit. It's edible. It's fruitish. And therefore, it's a fruit. But it's not the fruit of the tree because it's, it is the tree. Since it is the tree, you can't, be, you can't say on something that is tree. So therefore, it's like since it's... Again, something that grows from the wood is a fruit of the wood. Something that gr- it, it, some, the wood itself is growing from the ground, and therefore it's Okay, good. Now, Shmuel Amar Shakol Niabedvaro Since its end is to become hard and inedible, therefore even now it's already considered wood, and therefore it is considered Shakol. Now, Amale Shmuel or Yehuda. Shmuel tells of Yehuda. Shinina. You smart rabbi. Kavatech mistabra. It's likely that you're saying, hey, when you say Adama, you're right. Why not? Deha, tsnon, because you have radishes, sofolek should also get hard if you leave them too long. Uvachin and we make a brachaburepiadama. So therefore, the fact that it gets could you take them? Thank you. Therefore, the fact that it gets hard. Should not be a reason why Shako, the Gemara does not like it. Velohi, Shmuel's wrong with that. Why? People plant Tsnon to eat it soft. And therefore, it, when it gets hard, that's not the focus. But, people don't plant palm trees to have hearts of palm. And therefore, since it's not planned to be that, it should be shackled. It's a byproduct. It's only a byproduct, exactly. When it's a byproduct, it... What about farming for What? What about farming for... Oh, so there are those who want to claim that nowadays, where in Thailand they have acres and acres of palm trees with no other purpose than to make hearts of palm and can them and sell them under the Roland name brand, the answer, they want to claim that therefore... They, are, well, they should be Hadama, like... They're called baby radishes. palm trees. See it online. Yes. Like radishes. That's why they're, they're, they're online. They want to claim that they should be like radishes and be Hadama. Okay, let's see. So says the Gemara, guys, again, we're not in Halakha, this is Daf Yomiklis. Okay. The Gemara says, any time you don't plant it with the intent of this plant being used as food, we don't make a Barachan it. Farit Slav. What about Slav? Caper bush. Okay, now. Caper berry. It's a berry. Yes, I know. I know. I know. This is a big stuff. This is a big subject. Hold on. It's a byproduct, I guess. No, 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 no. Okay, so the the next subject is going to be a lot of Slav. Okay, you have to know about capers. Now, I don't know if you know. Before I, I give a little introduction, guys. No, you can leave it on. Leave it on. Um, if you go to a restaurant, sometimes they give you these little small capers in an Italian dairy restaurant. They'll serve these little small caper berries, okay? Um, and they'll put it, you, you want, they say, they'll put it on a salad, they'll put it on other things. It's like a little pickled uh, item, small green little thing. Those items are called capers, okay? Now, on the caper bush, on the caper bush grows many edible things. Many, many, many edible things on the cable bush. 
you really need to look it up online if you want to see what's going on. There's a lot of different... And, and now, and now what we only use is the caper berries, actual berries themselves, but there's a four other things that are possibly edible on that tree. Okay? And we're going to be discussing it for the next Amud, all the different opinions. Okay, let's just first finish this over here. Okay? So let's see. We are now, last line is inchi. What about caper berries? People plant it only for the caper berry. But we learned in the Brita, all the different things that grow on the caper tree. If you're eating the leaves, which by the way are edible. And on the date-like protrusions, there are small little date-like things that grow on the trees that are also edible, which is not what you're planning for. Omer bore priadama. Those are only adama. If you're not, but on the berries, which is the actual keeper berries, kafrisin. Kafrisin are husks that go on top of the berries. You really gotta look online to really see it. When I did this last time, I think uh, Leon was involved in it. Where's Leon? He's not here. Leon, remember, remember that we we're getting involved in this last time? Yes. I remember I was there too. I remember. Okay. I think we got involved in it. Right? Omer bore priya On those things, you bore priya So you see that you do make an adama on the caper leaves and on the tamarim, even though you didn't plant it for those things. So you're telling me that the things that you don't plant for are shakol, look, they're adama. Our answer is Amar Benachmar Yitzchak. Slav, not the Yiddish that to the shuta. People have in mind to eat everything on the tree. But dikla, but a date tree, lo kora. People don't have in mind to have eat the kora. Kora is just a real byproduct. It's not really intended at all. Even though Shmuel praised the Buda, and therefore the correct Bidacha is like Shmuel Shakol. Okay. You want to go for Shakol on Korah. If you want to know an actual halakha, you need to speak to a local Orthodox rabbi. But now, we will be discussing, Rabbi we will be discussing now the subject, once we mentioned slaf, caper berries, we are spending a lot of time on slaf. The Gemara will now try to decide about slaf using four different venues to figure out what the story with the different parts of the slaf tree are. Specifically, the kafrisin. Kafrisin, not caprisan, the drink. Kafrisin is, uh, um, the, again, the husks that are outside of the caper berries. Now, there are four different ways the Gemara is going to try to figure this out. One is from the laws of Orla. Orla are the first three years of a tree. We know that the first three years of a tree, you're not allowed to use the fruit. Now, that's only true on trees. If it's Borepri Adama, then it should be allowed for the first three years because only Adama, it only applies to Ha'etz. That's one way the Gemara is going to try to figure out. The Gemara will also try to bring out from the Beracha, Borepri Ha'etz slash Adama. The Gemara will also try to be, to bring it from, um, what else they want to do? Also from the laws of Ma'asir and from the laws of, and from the laws of Klaim. Of planting it as climb. Grafting. In all those laws, you're going to see there's differences between Ha'etz and Adama. And we're going to try to prove where the Kafrisin are, Etz and Adama, from all these different rules. Okay? We'll start right here now. Amar Bihud Amarav. 
You ready, guys? We're at the two dots, about 15 lines into the wider lines. Says the Gemara, Amar Bihuda Amarav, Tzlaf Shil Orla, if you have an Orla, a caperberry tree. Bechutzalaaretz, so you have a, a less than three year old caperberry tree, which is growing in Syria, let's say. Okay? You're in nine areas to sale, you're in Syria, and you're planting caperberry trees, and you're in the first three years. What could you do? So now the orla, the part that's the ha'etz, you're going to have to throw in the garbage because that's orla. But the part that's not ha'etz, which is tree part, that's like a vegetable and that you'll be able to eat it. So it's an interesting tree. You have a tree that some things you can eat and some things you can't. The orla part of it you can't and the non-orla part of it you can. So it says, says the Gemara, Zorek et Avignot, you have to chuck the capers but you can eat the husks on the, around the caper. They were challenging the statement of Yehuda. Lim Emra, do you mean to tell me the Evionot pity that the Evionot are fruit and therefore they are sur? The kafrisin and the husks love pity and they're not fruits? Oh yeah? Vinimini, I'll ask you the following contradiction from the laws of Birachot. Almine Natsba, when you're talking about caperberry fruits, Al Ha'alim, if you're eating leaves, Val Tmarot, or if you're eating date like protrusions, Omer Bore Pri Adama, you say Adama. Val Evionot, the Kaflisin, but on the Evionot, which are the actual caperberries, Val Kaflisin, which is the part we need, Omer Bore Pri Ah, so if you make Ha'etz on Kaflisin, that means that they should be subject the laws of Orla. So how could I tell you that the guy in Syria who makes a, a, a fresh caperberry plant could has to chuck the Evionot and could eat the Kafrisin if they're Ha'etz, he shouldn't be able to eat them. Oh, no. It's Orla. Right? Throw them out also. Exactly, Mr. Stabrash. Answer the Gemara, no. Hu da'amar k'rabi akiba. That statement that says that you're allowed to eat the Kafrisin is following Rabbi Akiba. Minuan, who's Rabbi Akiba? Relax, we're going to show you. Don't worry, Tal. Detanan, we learned in the Mishnah. Rabbi Eliezer Omer, Rabbi Eliezer says, Tzlaf, when it comes to Tzlaf tree, mit asher timarot ve'evyonin ve'kafrisin. You have to take ma'asir from the date-like protrusions and the capers and the kafrisin. Rabbi Akiva Omer and Mitasir El Evionot Pilvad. Rabbi Akiva says only Evionot you have to take Maser from Reshuhu Peri, because that's the fruit. So therefore, since Rabbi Akiva says that the only fruit is the caper itself, when we said the original statement of Yehuda, who says that if you're in Syria and you plant a caper tree, only thing that's Orla is the capers themselves, and not the kafrisin, right? And he said, you can eat the kafrisin, you have to throw away the capers. That was going, like Rabbi Akiva, who's the rabbi who says that only the capers are fruit, and everything else not. You're not arguing on principle, the only arguing is on what a fruit is right now. Which part is fruit? That's, that's the principle, yeah. So, so the Gemara says, wait a second, if that's really all he's saying, there's a rule. Amoraim are not allowed to make up as if they're saying an opinion if they're really just quoting an Amorah. According to what we're saying now, Rabbi Akiva is the Tana. I'm sorry, they're quoting a Tana. Rabbi Akiva is the Tana. 
he should just say, Halakha is like Rabbi Akiva. Why is he making it like, when you're in Syria and you plant a tree, you should throw out this as if he's making up a new rule. He didn't make up the rule. Right. You're just saying how it's going to be a Rabbi Akiva that the only thing is, is the, is the Kafrizin. It has to be only in Eretz Israel of I'm sorry? It has to be in Eretz Israel of the three years. Everywhere. Oh. Everywhere. Oh. Yes. Okay. Says the Gemara. If the Amorah is just saying just say so. Just say, hi guys, guess what? When the machloka between these two rabbis, the only thing is that the only thing that's really uh, fruit is the kafrizin. Is the Evionot. Says Mar says, no, I can't do that. You know why? Pay attention, pay attention. Listen, listen. If Rabbi Huda would have said, I would have thunk you would think that you're even allowed to eat the kafrisin of Orla in Israel. I'm not saying halakha is like Rabbi Akiva. I don't know who the halakha is like. But I know that when there's a machloket about Orla in Israel, we're allowed to be lenient out of Israel like the lenient opinion. And therefore, Rehuda is not saying that Halakha is like Rabbi Kiva. Because if I tell you Halakha is like Rabbi Kiva, you're going to grow a capeberry tree in Tiberias and say, oh, I remember Rabbi Yehuda told me Halakha is like Rabbi Kiva. So therefore, I'm allowed to eat I'm allowed to eat the kafrisin even in Israel. But he wasn't saying that. He's only willing to be lenient where when you're going out of Israel, where the Isur of, or- of Orla is only the Rabbanan. Therefore, over there, we could go like Rabbi Akiva. But he wasn't willing to tell you that we could always go and eat the kafisin in the first three years. Right? Mm-hmm. And that's why he didn't say it. So everything's cool. Allah ba'aretz law. But in Eretz style, he would not be lenient. And that's why he said it in the fashion that he did. Now the Gemara is going to challenge that. The Gemara is going to say, V'nei so let him just say, Halakha k'Rabi Akiva b'chutz la'aretz. T'chol ma'kil ba'aretz. Halakha k'Rabi Akiva b'chutz la'aretz. So say that. Say, Halakha k'Rabi Akiva in Chutzaretz, because we go, we go like the lenient one in Chutzaretz. Iyamar hachi, must have known, if I would have said that, how I mean, I would have thunk, hani mili gabe ma'asir ilan. That's true by ma'asir of trees. The be'eretz gufa medirabanan, which is only dirabanan in Eretz Yisrael. Aval gabe orla, because Kiva's law was by ma'asir. He wasn't talking about orla. He was talking about ma'asir. Aval gabe orla, when it comes to orla, the be'eretz medirabanan, then Eretz Yisrael is deoraita, because Maser of trees in Erzsel is also the Rabbanan, right? But Mas Orla in Erzsel is the Oraita, okay? So Rabbi Kiva's law was talking about Maser. So if we would have said Halachat Kribi Akiva, so I would have thunk the only reason why you could be lenient in Syria is only when it comes to Maser, where Maser even in Israel is the Rabbanan. But Orla, which in Israel is the Oraita, I would have thunk that you can't be lenient Chuzatz. That's why he has to say it the way he did. He was very, very exact in how he said it. He said, when it comes to Orla, you could chuck it. Telling you, even Orla, which is Deoraiti in Israel, in Chuzatz, you could be lenient like Rabbi Akiva and eat the Kafrisin. You could eat it. Kafrisin. Okay. The husks. The husks. The husks. The outside. It's outside. It's saying it's not a pre. Okay. Now, here's the story. You ready for the story? This is the fun story. Is fun. 
Ravina Ashkechen Lemor Baravashi. Ravina saw Mor Baravashi. Now, Mor Baravashi is an Amona who's living in Babylonia. Okay? The Kazarik Evionot Bekachil Kaplisin. He's chucking the Evionot and he's eating the Kaplisin. Okay? Now, I'm assuming that if he's doing that, uh, it's an orla tree. So it's an orla tree. And of course, he's being careful. He's out of Israel and he's chucking it. Chucking there, but he's eating the Kaplisin. So he says, "Oh, you're being, you're, you're going like Rabbi Kiva, who's lenient in Israel. So you're going to go with him in Chutz Laaretz? Oh yeah. Well, why don't you just eat the berries also? What do you mean eat the berries also? Yeah, eat the berries also. Because if you want, if you say that anyone who's lenient in Eretz Yisrael, you're allowed to go like him in Chutz Laaretz." So there is an opinion that's even more linked than Rabbi Akiva. There's Bet Shammai. And Bet Shammai says that you, can, you should be able to eat the whole thing. And if so, you can go follow him. Let's see. Ulavid mor ke Bet Shammai de bekili Go like Bet Shammai who's more, even more mekel. Ditnan, because we learned, Tzlaf, when it comes to caper berries, Bet Shammai, we're in Klein Bekerem. Bet Shammai says, if you put it in a vineyard and you plant it together with, uh, with a vineyard thing, it could be climb, it could be um, considered mixed species. Now, you're not allowed to, pl- you're allowed to plant fruit trees in a vineyard, but you're not allowed to plant wheat in a vineyard. Now the fact that Bet Shammai is telling you that it's Asur to plant sloth trees in the vineyard, that means he's understanding that the whole thing is Adama. And if the whole thing is Adama, and there's no orla on it at all. So therefore, Bet Shammai is of the opinion that slav is not orla. And therefore, the, the rest of the, well, I'll read the rest of the right in a second, but the upshot of this right is going to be is that he's asking him, why are you throwing out your caper berries and eating the kefri scene? Because you're going like Rabbi Akiva? Well, if you hold that you can go like the lenient person when you go out of Israel, you might as well, haram, why are you throwing away the capers? Eat the capers too. Oh, like Bet Shammai. Like Shammai. Everyone with me or no? Yes. Mm-hmm. Let's see inside. I guess it's understood that the capers are better than the kaflisim. Uh, yeah. Better you notice that they don't put in the restaurants the kaflisim, they serve the capers. If you don't know what they serve. Right? But they both agree, Bet Shemai and agree that you have in Orla. Nagamar says, Hagufa Kasha. That's an inherent that's an inherent contradiction. Amata Slav Bechamim Klein Bekenim. You say that Bechamai says it's Klein Bekenim. Alma min Yeriki, you see it's a vegetable. Vahadatani Elovel Modim Shayab Orla. And you say that both Bechamai Betel agree that Shayab and Orla. Alma min Ilanu, you see it's a type of tree. So Bechamai doesn't make sense at all. What's with Bechamai? How can he say that it's Orla and also say that it's Klein Bekenim? Mar says, Halo Kasha is not a question. Bechamai Sefuki Mesafkilhu. Bet Shemai is unsure exactly what it is. He's being strict in both places. When it comes to Orla, he says, be strict. Say it's a tree. When it comes to Klaim, he says, be strict. Assume it's Klaim. That's all Bet Shemai is doing. So what? Therefore what? But still, You see the Bet Shemai is Safek if it's Orla. And we call, right? We learn Safek Orla Beretzel Asur Ubusur Yamutar Ubuchutzla Etzi Yorev Elokeach. You know the rule is Safek Orla when you're in Surya, 
when you're in Israel, you can't eat it. In Syria, you could have it, but you're allowed to actually go do it. When is Sefik do it? I think when is Sefik Rabbanan? Is that one? You want a Syria? You ask Syria? Yeah, because Syria is Sefik. Okay, right? But you see that Sefik should be okay. Ubal Shah, you didn't look at Mari says, no. I'll tell you the answer to the question. Rabbi Akiva, Mukom Rabbi Eliezer, Avdin Kavate. When Rabbi Akiva is arguing with Rabbi Eliezer, you could follow Rabbi Akiva. When you have Bet Shemai Bet Hillel, Bet Shemai is like it's gone. And therefore, when we said you could follow the lenient opinion in Chutz Laaretz, that's only when the rabbi is still around. But Bet Shemai Bet Hillel, when Bet Shemai argues with Bet Hillel, Bet Shemai is not around. Because since the, the reason why for this is, because since the Chachamim, Bat Kol came out and was posek like Bet Hillel against Bet Shemai, therefore, and the Sanhedrin also came out clear, that we go with Bet Shammai, Bet Hillel, not Bet Shammai. Over there, the opinions are like, Bet Shammai's opinion is like it doesn't exist. Whereas Rabbi Kiva and Rabbi Eliezer is not like that. Even if you want to be strict like Rabbi Eliezer, you can go like Rabbi Kiva. His opinion is still there, and you can go like him in the Chutz You with me, guys? Okay. Like I said, this uh, caper is uh, quite a caper for us. Okay. Okay. So far... So far, we, we're explaining everything clear. But let's discuss another thing. Omar is asking, how are you allowed to eat these kafrisin uh, outside of Israel? I understand that you're saying that they're not fruit themselves. But there's a rule that the shomer of a fruit, which means the part of a tree that's there to protect the fruit, is also orla. So I understand that you're saying from these things that it's from the, all the things that you're saying that from the, the laws of Klayim and the laws of Ma'asad that, that the Kafrisin is not an actual fruit. Because you see it's not Ma'asad. I'll accept that it's not an actual fruit. But there's a rule by Orla that not only can you not eat fruit, can you can't eat a Shomer to the fruit. So Kafrisin is certainly a Shomer on the berry. And therefore maybe you shouldn't be able to eat it for that reason also. The Gemara is going to say now. How do you see Says we have a typical. Why don't we say that it's asur? The na says shomer leperi, because it's shomer for the fruit. And the pasuk says about orla, va'araltem orla to et perio. It says et perio, and the word et, the word et the perio, hatafel perio. What comes with the fruit? What's ancillary to the fruit? Umayinu, and what is that referring to? Shomer leperi. A shomer of the fruit, and therefore a shomer of the fruit is also a sword. So the kafrisin should, even though you went through all these lengths to prove that a kafrisin is not a fruit, it shouldn't help you nothing because it's still a shomer to the fruit, and it should still be a sword anyway. Are you with me, Isaac? Yeah. Good. Says the Gemara, Amarava, Rava says, When is it shomer the peri? That's only when it stays. On the tree, when it's connected to the fruit, while it's on the tree, and when you take it off the tree. But when it's not, when it comes to the caperberry, the kafrisin stays on it on the tree, but when you take it off the tree, the kafrisin falls off. And therefore, it's not called a shomer the peri. And since it's not called a shomer the peri, that's why you're allowed to have it. Okay? So far, so good. That is Rava's way out of the Shomer the Peri problem. However, Abaya is going to challenge and actually knock off Rava's reason. Et Abaya knocks Rava from the story of the pomegranate. 
pitma shel rimon, it says the pitom on the on the rimon mitzdalefet. It combines with the the rimon to equal the tuma of foods. Now this means as follows: in order for a food to become tameh, it has to be a certain size. The actual size is the size of a kabitza. Any fruit that's smaller than a kabitza is not does not accept tuma. Okay, now. In, if you're measuring a rimon that was in the house of a guy who was tamer, and in the house of the dead guy you find a rimon, and you want to know if the rimon is tamer or not, you got to measure it. Now, if while you're measuring it, you see it doesn't quite have the size of an egg, but if you add the pitom, which is the little piece on top of it, then it does have the size of an egg, right? You displace it in water, and you figure out that it's a little bit it's not quite the size, but with the pitom it does. So says the Gemara, the, the Mishnah says, pitma shal rimon mitzarefet. The pitom of the rimon combines. Vahanets, but the nets of a rimon, which is a little thing that surrounds it, eno mitzarefet, it doesn't connect. Midikamara nets shlo eno mitzarefet, the fact is it doesn't connect. Alma delav ochilhu. You see that it's not ochil. Vitnan gabe ola, so you see it's not ochil. Utnan gabe ola, and we learn by ola, kliperimon, the the peel of a rimon, the hanetzlo and its nets, kliper gozim the peel of a walnut, vaganim and the pits of the fruits, chayavim be orla they have orla prohibitions on them. Now, if the nets is not food like we said before that it's not mitzdalef, then the fact that it's orla must be because. It's a protector of the of the rimon, and yet the nets falls off the fruit when you take it off the tree, right? So if the nets falls off the fruit when it's eating, that means that a shomer does not have to be on the fruit, even on the tree and off the tree, like Rava says. Because the nets is not on the rimon when it's off the tree, and yet it must be that it's a shomer. So you see, it's a shomer even though. Even though it falls off when it comes off, right? So Rava agrees that he just got knocked off, and the shomer does not have to be on the thing the whole time. And he comes up with another answer. Again, we're looking for an answer why the kafri scene is not a shomer lepeli, okay? Because otherwise, it should be a sukkah shomer of orla because shomer lepeli. Says the Gemara, no. Hecha de Amina de Nasinu Shomer le Peri. When is the Shomer le Peri? Hecha de Ite Bishat Gimar Pere. Has to be there when the fruit is completely ripe. But Hai Kafris, when it comes to Kafris, the husks, Lete Bishat Gimar Pere. It's not there when the fruit is ripe. It falls off before. And since it falls off before the full ripening, it's not a Shomer, because you want to be a Shomer, you got to be there till the thing is fully ripe. Since it falls off before it's fully ripe, Yalla, it's not a Shomer. With the Kafrisin? Yes. That's what I'm saying. Mara says, any? Oh, yeah? Does it have to be there till the end? These calyxes. Now, a calyx is, the Rashi says, a calyx is the net, is the kafris of a date. Okay, it comes on a date. These, kafri, these calyxes, I, I never grew dates, but that's what they have. Since the Shomer Le Peri, they're Asur and Orla. Vishomer Le Peri, Ematave, Bekufra. They're only there when the dates are not mature. So you see that the Shomer Le Peri, even though they're not there at the end of the date, 
So don't tell me it has to be there at the end. These calyxes are not there at the end, and they're still called Shomer the Pani. Mara says, okay. Mara says, you're right. Rav Nachman, who says that there are a problem on the calyxes, he holds like Rabbi Yossi. The Tanan, we learned in the Mishnah, a smadar is an unripe, a smadar is an unripe grape. Okay? Henetsu, right? Unripe. Unripe grape. A grape bud. Grape bud. Okay? Smadar because it's a petty. Now, the fact that he calls an unripe grape to be a petty, so, so too, the unripe date is also a petty. So the calyx which is protecting the unripe date could also be a Shomer Leperi because if you hold that a Smadar, again, Rabbi Yossi says that a Smadar, an unripe grape, is called a fruit. Now, if the unripe grape is called a fruit, it follows that unripe date is called a fruit. But it's the fruit itself. And if the unripe date is called a fruit, then the calyx, which is protecting the unripe date, is there at the Gemara Peri because it's there at the end. You got to run. Go ahead. Good. And therefore, but the rabbis argue on him, and therefore, mm-hmm. we're going like those rabbis. Do the rabbis argue by other fruits, by, you know, meaning besides grape buds? What are you talking about? When could you not cut down fruit trees during the seventh year? All the trees cannot be cut from when they bring fruits. Beit Hillel says, the carob. the carob trees, when they when they become when they form chains. This is the one we need, by the way. The grapevines you cannot cut them off. Clusters, what is that? Form grapes the size of a gorilla. Right? When they, so they form grapes the size of a gerua. Now, a gerua is actually, uh, we'll see exactly how big that is, right? When they become the size of a net. When they, all other fruits, when they have three. Ramar Ravasi says, Who bosed? Who gerua? Bosed and gerua is the same thing. Who pull alavan, which is the same as the white bean. It has to be the size of a white bean, which means that Bose and Grua are the same size. Now, Bosed is much later than Smadar. Smadar is not edible. Bosed is like sour grape. Every grape starts off with very little sugar in it. The longer you leave it on the tree, the more sugar it develops. Now, Bosed is a very, very sour grape. Okay? Huh? Very, very sour. And smadar is pre-sour grape. Now, if we said that, we're telling you here that it becomes... Here's the challenge. Man in Now, who did you ever see who telling you that bosed, which is the... Bosed is the latest stage, is, but smadar is not. Rabbanan, it's the Rabbanan who argued with Yossi. So therefore you see... That it's the Rabbanan who are arguing. And yet it says all the other trees cannot be cut down until they're brought, they actually bring fruit. 
obviously we see that when it comes to the grapes, the rabbis don't consider the fruit brought to be a fruit. When it comes to other fruits, the rabbis agree that even the immature is still a fruit. So therefore, don't tell me that it's not a protector because it falls off because if it's the fruit stage, you see they're calling it a fruit. Okay. So we got rid of that complete answer. Ela Amarava. Rava has got a final answer. Hecha amina dahave shomer leperi. When do we say to shomer leperi? Hecha dichishav kitle the shomer mighty pira. It's only called the shomer leperi is if you take off the shomer, then the peri dies. That's mm. called the shomer leperi. But hacha kishalim lo mighty peri. But when you take off the kafri scene, off the evionot, the evionot still live. So it's not called the shomer because it's not necessary. You can live without it. There was a story. They took off the nets of a limon and the pomegranate died. Wow. And they took off the kafrisin of an evionot. And the evionot still stayed. So you see that what we're saying is true that the reason why it's not considered a shomer is because. It's not necessary. Yes, it's protecting it, but it can still survive without it. Okay. And the Gemara says, We hold that if you're planting an American caperberry bush, you can eat the kafrisim for the first three years, but you have to chuck the caperberries. Good. If they're not a fruit for orla, they're not a so we got the berachot also up here. V'lo melchim alei bor piriyatz ela borei piriyadama. So the right beracha is borei piriyadama. Beautiful. Now says the Gemara as follows. Let's see if we get this done over here. Pilpili. What about eating peppercorns? Okay, these are peppers that are usually eaten as spices. Okay, okay, not the, the vegetable peppers. Amar Rav Sheshet Amar Shakol. He says the right beracha is shakol. Rav Amar lo klum. He said Rav says you make no beracha at all. Va'azer Rav al Tamei. Rav follows his reason. Who says? Tamar Rav Rav says kas pepolev yom kippurim patur. A guy who eats peppers on yom kippur, you don't get karet because it's not called eating. It's not even food. Kas zangibila. But if you eat ginger on yom kippur, patur also. Ginger is also not an edible thing. <coughs> I guess, until it's pickled. Because if it's pickled ginger, you have to eat it with your sushi. sushi. But he'd be eating it for sustenance. <laughs> what? Be, if you're eating it on Yom Kippur, what's that? No, it's eating good. Kippur, it's you're eating it to sustain you, so it becomes like a food. They're te- according to Rav, Rav's claiming it's not. Right, made TV. Mm-hmm. Well, I'll ask you a question. Make you sick. I'm sorry. If you eat pepper and Yom Kippur, hot pepper, make you sick. This is not hot. This is black pepper. This is black pepper. Fresh black peppercorns we're talking here. You'd rather stay no food than eat them. Exactly. <laughs> you said patu because nobody got to take it anyway. You said patu anyway. Uh, I thought the same for. Okay. Metivi, we asked the question. Hayer would say, They will make orla your fruit. Don't I know we're talking about a fruit tree? Matumar etz machal. Why does Torah have to say that in the same pasuk, etz ma'achal, that you owe them etz ma'achal? Okay. 
says the Gemara, you know why? To include a tree where the etz tastes like the fruit. And what tree does the actual wood taste like the fruit? This is the pepper tree. We learn from here that pepper is the chayav in Olam. And we learn from here that Eretz Yisrael is not missing anything. Why? As it says, this is a land that you're not missing anything. You're not going to eat the bread with poverty. You won't be missing anything. Obviously, we see from here that peppers are edible because they're chayav and orla. So therefore, doesn't this contradict Rava who says that if you eat peppers on Kippur, you're not chayav? Or says, lo. Lo kasha. Ha biritifta ha biyabeshta. Rava, who says Patur, is talking about eating dry peppercorns. You buy those peppercorns in the, with the mill, and you take some out, and you eat those. That you patur from. But if you eat them wet, they are edible, and therefore they're fit to be eaten. Amr le Rabbanan le Meremer. The rabbis told Meremer, Kasan gil kippur patur? Did Rava really say that if you eat ginger on Kippur, you're, 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 on Kippur, you're patur? The Amar Rava, didn't Rava also say, Hayim Luta, the Atim Behindai, the Himluta that comes from the Hindu land, Sharia, it's allowed. Now, Hamluta is another word, it's a paste that's made from ginger and honey. And yet, it says, first of all, it says it's not, it's not Asur. And it's meaning it's not Asur because of Bishulakum, because it's, it's, it's edible raw, right? Even though they cook it. And you also see that you make a berakha on it. So you see it's edible, right? Look, Kasha. Habaritifta, habiyavishta. Rava is talking about dry ginger, and they're talking about uh, moist ginger. So any of you guys who had plans to go to um, Sushi Tokyo to get ginger before the holiday, I would cancel the plans because the ginger they serve there. What? Yeah, but don't think that you can eat the ginger before on Yom Kippur because of this Gemara. Take it easy. It's not possible. You can't do it because we're only talking about this. I'm glad you waited to the end of the class. We're talking about the ginger. Okay. Uh, we're going to stop by here by Chavitz Kedera. Baruch Adonai Amen. Amen.